What's everybody? Hellabass back with another episode this week. Just having a good time talking fishing and all things bass fishing this week. Remember, uh, if you're stocking up, need new tackle, new gear, check out omniafishing.com. Use code RICHLINGER15, all one word, uh, for 15% off your order. There's links in the description of the podcast and on the YouTube videos. Uh, enjoy this week's episode. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Going live. What is up, everybody? Just uh, hanging out Wednesday night, impromptu. Wanted to stick with the schedule. Didn't have a guest. I've been slacking uh, on uh, scheduling those out, but I thought I would just pop on for a little bit, see if anybody wanted to hang out, talk some fishing. Um Got some baits that I ordered. I've been pretty good. I've been ordering a lot of tackle lately, and uh, I ordered some. Got some in for an upcoming tournament, so we'll just take a look at those. They're nothing crazy exciting, but uh, we'll take a look at those. So let me know when you guys hop in, sound off in the chat. Um Look forward to some questions. But, yeah, it's been a little bit of a lull. Fished a little derby this past weekend on Minnetonka. Haven't been there in forever, probably five, six, seven, eight years. Uh, so we can talk about that tournament a little bit, how that went, whether we kept the check streak alive or not. What's up, Olson Outdoors? Good to see you. How's your night tonight? Just uh, in here hanging out. Uh, no guests, but we'll uh, we'll see uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Where the night takes us. Answer a few questions. I do have this box here with some baits in it. Take a look at that in a little bit once a few people show up. Where are you from, Olson Outdoors? Let me know in the chat where you're where you're from. But otherwise, it's I'm excited because we're uh, middle of September and it's about to be fall fishing in Minnesota. It's about to get real good. That wasn't real good yet this past weekend when I fished that tournament on Tonka, but it's near and uh Looking forward to that. So, one of my favorite times to fish is when uh, when uh, everybody gets distracted by football and bow hunting and duck hunting and hunting in general and doing all that stuff. The boat ramps get empty, uh, and uh, typically, I don't want to say my live wells get full because I don't keep many bass or put them in there. But like that's usually when the bigs are biting is in the fall in Minnesota. Probably like the eight six pounders. Uh, 
I've caught in Minnesota, I think uh, all but one of them have been after October 1st and on a jig. Nice, from Farmington, sweet, on the uh, the fishing team. So that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, so I don't know if you've been out fishing, but it should be getting good, real good, Olsen Outdoors, real soon. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, trying to decide if I'm going to go up north this weekend to fish pre-fish or pre-practice Leech Lake for a tournament I have the last weekend of September. Or if I just hang around here and then go up a day or two early that week. So still trying to figure that out. The forecast for wind is looking mm, not good. Like, And Leech Lake is not a lake that uh, is great when it's windy. So it may not be the most efficient practice in the world if I go up this weekend. But otherwise, maybe I'll bop around, uh, watch my kid's soccer game, and go out for a few hours around here and see if we can't catch some bigs on jigs um, locally because um, it's about to pop off pretty quick. And then I've got a couple eyes on a few tournaments uh, coming up pretty soon. Like October 10th, there's a couple tournaments around me, uh, one down south by Fairbolt, another one up on uh, Rush Lake. Both of them look like pretty fun team tournaments. That would be a lot of fun. How's the boat running? Ballin wants to know. It's been pretty good. Um didn't really get like any kind of boost in top speed. I thought when I redid the power head, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to get a little something back because it should be less tired, but pretty much the same old 2.5, 200 EFI that I've always had. So um, I guess that's good, but I was hoping I was going to be find a little something extra, but uh, it's been running good. Um, it's been catching a lot of fish, so I can't complain about that. Uh, turn on Pelican Lake. I think you're talking about the one up by Orr. I've never been there. I don't know much about it. Um, I assume it fishes like Island and Vermilion and those lakes up there with a little bit of stain in it. So uh, I think the fish kind of remain relatively shallow. I don't know how much grass versus like hardcover rocks. I know there's like some dangerous rocks and laydowns in there, um, but I've never been on it. So I don't know. I know it's got big fish. So I'd say a jig is a pretty good bet. Uh, if it's got some color in the water, stick with like your black and blues and your black, brown, green pumpkins and show them some contrast and, and offer them a big profile and, and fish for five big bites. But other than that, I don't know a ton of boat the lake. Um, it has been a good boat. Uh, I've caught a lot of fish, but actually my boat I had before this was, was a good boat too. So uh, sometimes maybe the angler makes the boat more than the boat makes the angler. But uh, I'm toying around with the idea of possibly – letting this go this fall or winter and sneaking into something just a little bit bigger uh, going in the next year. So that's definitely toying with that idea. But uh, if not, this boat's been good. I'm also toying with the idea of upgrading to a new Helix on the front of it. A lot of ideas in my head. Uh, I've also been looking at prices of uh, lithium batteries, uh, see that they keep coming down in price, and I'd be interested to see what kind of performance that would do on, in this boat uh, to lose some of that weight basically take a fat guy out of the back of my boat. So um, all things that are on the table uh, coming up. So, yeah, I got at least one tournament coming up in two weeks, and then I definitely want to fish at least one fun fall tournament, uh, team tournament in October, which should be prime time, but October 10th should be, should be money as far as, like, catching bigs shallow in Minnesota. Um and then uh, mid-November on Pickwick for the national championship. So we got at least two or three good tournaments coming up yet this fall. Uh, and then I will get out and do some fun fishing in the fall, which is awesome. And that's good content as well. 
what am I thinking? Honestly, I'd like to get something just a touch bigger. So this this classic is like 19 dead on or 19.1. And uh, I want something like 19.4, 19.5, 19.8, maybe up to like 20 foot four, 20 foot five. So like one of the smaller 20 footers or one of the bigger 19s and uh, just something a little bit newer, a little bit wider bean get something with an Optimax instead of the CFI uh, just to get into some of the newer technology and just something that uses a little less gas and handles big water just a touch better. I'm, I'm pretty confident driving this boat in big water. I've had it out on Leech and Lake of the Woods and big water and, and the lax and never had any issues, but I just feel like in some of these bigger multi-day tournaments, uh, I can just be a little more efficient and get a little more practicing done fish a few more spots or get a few more casts in the tournament if I could just get around a little better. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Nothing extreme. I don't, I don't want to be in a 21 footer. That doesn't really fit my style. Uh, I would say Basscat and Phoenix are the ones that I'm most interested in. Um, thoughts on the Vexus. I think the Vexus fiberglass look like giant monstrosities. They look like Rangers. They don't really, I mean, they look like if you want some kind of like, huge big stable cadillac fishing platform they're probably a great option i like the boats are a little more sporty like the phoenix or the basket that's just that's my personal preference so i'm nothing wrong with the vexus they look like amazing boats uh some of the guys that run the aluminums have been pretty happy with them they've had a lot of positive i have not been in one so uh but i have heard there's a few of them that have split their hulls and they've had to re i mean it sounds like they stood behind them got them new boats but there's a few things they're working out uh, that's kind of the way it is with all new boats, all new technologies, new trolling motors, new graphs. I mean, that stuff just happens. Um, could I make a video of a boat walkthrough? I actually have a video that I did last summer, a complete walkthrough of my boat. Uh, if you search for that, Olson, uh, you can find it. Otherwise, uh, DM me on Instagram and I'll send you a link to it. Uh, but it's definitely there. Just search on my channel boat walkthrough or something like that. Uh, yeah, Connor, I don't know. We'll see. i got to figure out which ones I'm going to fish first, and uh, I'll let you know if I need somebody. Landon, Olson, you guys need a private chat. Um, why did Sobey sell his boat? Well, I don't think he sold – well, he sold the old Red Rocket, but he must have been on consignment at uh, Intune Marine. I haven't talked to him. He said his boat is for sale – he hasn't necessarily sold it, so I don't know if he's just listing it, and then if he get if it sells, he'll buy another one, or what his plan is. I don't know if he's like absolutely selling it for sure. Um, so, what's up, Doug? How's it going? <clears throat> um, I was kind of hoping that Smallmouth Crush would end his stream, and then everybody would automatically just transfer in here. It sounded like they were kind of wrapping up when I was starting, so but maybe they're still going. Um, uh, uh. But, so, yeah, I think the fall fishing is about to get good. Um, I don't know whether I've got any questions. Otherwise, I could probably sneak into the old tackle box here and see what we ordered. I ordered a few things for some upcoming adventures, fall, and some stuff, some kind of refills and some new baits that I want to check out. So we can open those up, or if anybody's got any questions, uh, kind of game. We're probably not going to stream for, like, two hours like we usually do tonight. Um, don't got a ton to cover, but if people got questions, I'd love to answer them and, and talk shop. Who thinks, should I have Doug from the SmackDown on one of these streams? 
Let me know. He only, he only has me on his podcast. He's afraid to put me on the live show. He's uh, he's afraid, I think. Either that or we haven't come up with a schedule, but one of those two. <laughs> All right. Well, while we're looking for the questions, I will see what's in this brown box. I don't even 100% remember what I ordered. What is my favorite hopper? Logan asks. Well, I'd show it to you, but it's under the laptop. I don't think I have any top water boxes out that aren't in there. But 100% easy question. Uh, also, I'm skipping. That's not good. Uh, yellow magic popper and bone half ounce size. So um, that's pretty much all I use. Uh, the Doritza Yellow Magic you can get at Tech Warehouse. I think you can get that Bass Pro. Um, a few other places. There's something special, but it's a, it's similar to the Rico, but I just have a lot of confidence in it. And it's been amazing. What company has bulk flipping baits? <clears throat> um, I believe D bombs you can buy in bulk. They have like 25 packs. Hmm. <clears throat> Some of the companies like the kind of uh, regional kind of baits that carry like Senkos and Tube Craws. Like you can find a lot of places to do like 50 packs of Tube Craws. Um, trying to think what else is out there. I know like Yum does bulk packs, but I don't know if they do any of their flipping baits. I don't know if they do like Critter Craws or that kind of stuff. Big Bite definitely has <clears throat> bulk packs. I think they're mostly on their own website. I don't think you can get them through like Tackle Warehouse or any place like that. <clears throat> um, but like D bombs, they have those at Tackle Warehouse and bulk packs. <clears throat> it's good to say I'm not skipping for everybody. Swim jig trailer this time of year. Hmm. Probably like a bigger paddle tail this time of year. I want kind of that bigger profile looking for that big fish. So like a, a gambler, uh, big easy, uh, uh, cane thumper. I think I got some right here. Give you an example. Like something like this. Oh, they're not open. They're really not open, but these are the cane thumpers. Those are kind of like a a boot tail. Kind of like a five inch little swim bait. Uh swimming Senko. Uh, here, here's a gambler. I'm sure one of these out. But this is typically I want something a little big thump. A uh, little wobble, bigger profile. They're starting to feed on those shiners and bullheads and looking for a bigger meal. I'll definitely start to upsize and go with something like this in the in the in the fall. Storm chugbug is a good topwater. A lot of people like them. I just have the utmost confidence in the Yellow Magic, and I've seen it dust so many other poppers that people have been very proud of. And have never been beat fishing with somebody. So, any tournaments for finding local tournaments? Um, there's some tournaments listed on Omnia. There's another website that I had up in my tabs for a while that I can't find anymore. Um, those are the two main sites that list them. Otherwise, join a bunch of groups like Minnesota Bassheads and keep an eye on there. Uh, that's a good way to find tournaments. Uh, otherwise, join a bunch of 
Facebook groups too, like Howie Southern Tour and uh, Mossback Mayhem. And there's just a lot of these little Facebook groups. And if you can weasel your way into them, uh, you'll find out when these little tournaments are coming up. Whatever <clears throat> fish, fishing care package, because we ordered stuff for this and only like four things came. Is fishing care package kind of like Monster Bass or Lucky Tackle Box? I'm not sure. I've not used it. What baits are you looking forward to using this fall? Well, I most always look forward to throwing my Bass Tech jigs a ton. <laughs> I mean, that's what I typically dominate and catch all the biggest bass every year is uh, fishing uh, jigs. Uh, just three-eighths, half-ounce jigs, menace scrubs, speed crowds on the back, little D-bombs, things like that. Uh, Otherwise, uh, a chatterbait, bladed jigs are really good. Uh, I start to dabble with swim baits again, like this four-inch Dream Smasher gill and some of those bigger, like some huddle spins and some of those others. So I need to get those back in the boat if I'm going to go fun fishing. Keep it pretty simple in the fall. I don't throw a ton. Uh, a bladed jig, a jig, buzz bait for a little bit, maybe frog on a warm day. Uh, I know a lot of people like cranks and things like that and jerk baits, but I don't really get into that too much. Uh, I've never thrown an Arbo guest hula popper. Yeah, the yellow magic is legit. <clears throat> it's uh, I'll get all this stuff put away. Thanks a lot. So let's see what did I order for the upcoming tournaments. Uh, it says everybody disappeared. Viewers dropped. I don't know if that's true or if my counter is being weird. But we made a little order. Feels heavier than what I remember ordering. Is the Project Z chatterbait that much worse than a jackhammer? About the original and the project was a big difference between the. I don't know. I have not thrown the Project Z. I like if I'm going to save a few bucks. I like the. Uh, what they call it the. Z-Man Custom, which I think is a Tackle Warehouse exclusive. I think they have the same bait at Bass Pro, and they call it something else. Um, um, so it sounds like some people are getting glitches and some people aren't. But the Chatterbait Custom for like 7 or 8 bucks is a pretty darn good bait. It's got a real legit big hook. I think the offer options to order with a four or a five ot. It's got the wire keeper on it. Uh, it's got a decent skirt. Uh, still pretty good hardware. One of the better hooks. It's got the hook keeper. It's got most of the things that I like about the jackhammer uh, at about half the price. So if you're looking for a chatterbait to save a few bucks on, check out the chatterbait custom. Uh, and You can order those at Tackle Warehouse. I think they sell the same bait, and they just call it slightly something else at some other places. So, um, But I do have a lot of uh, jackhammers as well. So some people are having glitches. Some people aren't. I don't know what's going on. But uh, technology is a beautiful thing when it works. <laughs> Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I really appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's see what's in the box. Sounds soft. Sounds full. A lot of paper in here. 
uh, what did we order? I feel like I'm, I'm ripping off the bait man, but uh, got the slip in here. What do we got? So I think somebody was asking about bulk. And uh, so the reason I knew that, <laughs> I just ordered a 25 pack of Nestlebait's D bonds and Superbug. And Superbug is basically that black, blue, green pumpkin laminate, which is an amazing color that I have a ton of confidence in and throw it just about anywhere. Like it's so Reaction Ovation makes the same color in Tramp Stamp, and Big Bite has a color, I forget what they call theirs, but I'm a really big fan of that uh, black, blue, green pumpkin laminate. If you had fifty dollars to spend for full-time lures, what are you buying? Uh, gosh, I, jigs and chatterbaits, uh, some 3/8 jigs, some half-ounce jigs. I'm partial to the Bass Tech tungsten jigs. Um, I'll get you a few 3/8 half-ounce chatterbaits, and then buy a bunch of men and scrubs to throw on the back of them, and you're set. Like you can use the trailers on both of them. So keep it simple. Get some green pumpkin, get some black and blue, and uh, get ready to rock them. That's what I would do. All right. So we got some new baits and kind of some restocking here. So I kind of refilled my D-bombs. Uh, so I ordered several bags of Green Pumpkin Blue, which is a color I really like. Uh, and then their Green Pumpkin Flash, which is like, I don't know what Zoom would call Green Pumpkin Magic. Uh, Magic Squirrel is a good color as well, Balin. For sure. The smallies like that a lot. So I got a couple packs each. I think of the uh, the green pumpkin blue and the green pumpkin flash. What else we got in here? So those those are just kind of refills. Those are staples. The super bug and those were basically refills. And then I ordered this color, GP3, which I thought was a really cool looking color. It was hard to see what it really looked like on the website. Looking at it now, it's almost like you, it's funny you mentioned Magic Swirl, but it's kind of like Green Pumpkin Magic. I don't know if this really shows, but there's a little bit of purple in there. It's almost like Magic Swirl, but with purple. So I think that could be really good in clear water. Just a little touch of purple. I like that. That's that's a good looking bait. It's almost it's very subtle. Um, that's called GP3. So. D-bombs, been on a huge D-bomb kick this year, uh, catching a ton of fish on D-bombs. What's up, Bono? How you been doing? Life is good here. We're just looking through some tackle. And then I ordered some green pumpkin red, a little bit dirtier water, pretty standard bait. Um, then I ordered two bags of super crop, which is kind of a real orange uh, and so I ordered these specifically for Leech Lake because for whatever reason, I've had success up on Leech in the fall with baits with a lot of orange in it. And I don't know if it's because there's a lot of perch and crawdads in Leech that the bass are feeding on and that orange makes them react. Or if the fish are just so aggressive on Leech that just giving them something they can really see and they just charge it. I don't know. So either way... Two bags of the Super Craw, kind of for situational things. Uh, look excited those. So that's it for kind of the missile baits. And then we are going to try out some new baits. I ordered me some, let's see before we get into any questions. Tips for the smallies on Mystic River during the fall. Uh, assume, you, 
assuming you are talking about like Wabasha, Winona, Lacrosse, like the lower pools, like four through eight, then to me, it's all about wing dams and sand drops in the fall. And cover you some water with a jerk bait, a lipless crank, a square bill, and a top water until you find them. And then once you find them, slow down with a Carolina rigger at two. Uh, those are the kind of key things. Look for bait, look for activity. Um, they should be biting when you find them. So don't, uh, don't let, uh, don't, you know, don't, don't let moss grow under your feet. Keep moving while you're searching for them. If you're talking about like Coon Rapids, Anoka, St. Cloud, I'm a little less sure where they sit, but sand drops should apply everywhere regardless. Yeah. Texas Lakes for some bigs. Sounds good. I'm excited to go to Pickwick in November. I think there'll be some should be some good fishing down there. So, so the other bait that we ordered, we ordered some big bites baits BFEs. So, I'm sure most of you guys have heard about these. This is kind of a big bite baits collaboration with Brad Hallman and Matt Hangrack from BTL, and uh, it's a it's kind of a, just a little creature bait. It's a punch bait, a flipping bait. It's uh, I don't know creature a tube it's kind of like a tube crab meets a beaver but it's a solid body with a solid head uh, a little bit smaller profile I, I bought these i've been wanting to try them i thought on leech pitching through the rice that these would be some really good bait so i ordered some of their tilapia which i think is a really good color it's a green pumpkin with kind of purple blue they have a tilapia magic but they are out i'm gonna pull out a uh D-bomb just to show you for size comparison what these look like against that can hold them up against a beaver as well. But here is a a D-bomb versus a BFE. They're almost identical in length, maybe a touch longer for the D-bomb. Uh, the D-bomb is definitely wider. Uh, the D-bomb is thinner though, um, but a little less bulk. Like the the body of the bait comes down a little less, right? And there's a really nice, I haven't played out with a hook on these, but supposedly like this section right in there is a great place for your hook where you can hide it in the ribs, but there's not a lot of meat for the, the ball up. So it uh, should have a real subtle gliding action. It's got a nice hook groove in it. Um, and then I guess for perspective, I've got a beaver on this rod we can show, which is kind of the, the standard for right? Creature baits. And uh, it's a little bit different, a little bit more slender than the beaver, but overall similar size, similar profile. Um, I don't know. Excited to try these out. See how they come through the grass. See how they get bit. See how the hookup is. You can try maybe rigging one of these up on this hook just here quick. I expect that this four out EWG ring hook is how I'll be fishing it uh, tungsten weight. So we'll just Take this beaver off here and we'll slide one of these BFEs on and just see how it looks. So, got my four out. See how it kind of lays out. Um, and uh, it looks like, yeah, like, let's see. Bring this in. It's got a nice solid head on it. It's not real hard plastic, but it's not super soft. I expect to get a few bites on it. And then. I should be able to just lay that right in the hook slot. That looks nice. Like that threads on super nice. Like it is just sitting perfect in that hook slot. 
and it lays super straight. Uh, that hook slot is basically doing those ribs are covering my hookup, but it's right there. I don't even see that. That hook is just sitting right in there where, where you want it. Like that's it's good looking. And then you have the option to split those tails if you want. But otherwise, they come in full for more of a gliding action. So I'm excited to try the BFE. Um, we got that in a couple colors. We got a couple packs of this uh, tilapia. And then I got this bedlam color, which is kind of like the Oklahoma-Texas, Oklahoma State rivalry college football bedlam colors. So it's kind of like a, almost like a black neon, but it's got more orange than red. So I think that could be good up on Leech 2 where I'm looking to show them a little something more orange. We get a dark day. Uh, I think that could be really good up there. Like I'm excited to try this this color. There's That's a really unique color. Uh, excited to try that this fall, especially on Leech. That's called Bedlam. So a little tribute to college football. And then I had to get a pack of the BTL color just because I love what they do, love supporting their show. Uh, it's a really interesting color. I, I don't know how much I'll use it around here. Uh, if we get some dark water, dark days maybe. But it's a really interesting color. It's like a purple, almost like the old like purple Productos Um and then it's got a hint of, like, some of them are a little different. It's like a tricolor. This one's got a little, like, green stripe on it. And they're all a little, some of them are a little different. This one doesn't have as much green as some of the other ones do. Let me pull up a different one. This one maybe shows that color off a little better. But it's like chartreuse and Junebug purple. There's a lot going on in this color. Like, I don't know. That's a really unique color. Uh, and it's kind of a, a three-color, I think it's black, purple with fleck, and a chartreuse all combined into one. It's a really interesting color. Yeah, that, that bedlam's got a little bit of a copper, but it's a little it's a little more orange than copper. It's just got, or maybe it's red and copper, but there is something. It's definitely not just straight copper. There's two sizes of fleck, like, it's like black and red and black and copper both. It may be hard to see on the webcam, but there's some different colors going on, and there's a little more to it. So I think they did a good job with that color as well. I think that was one of the viewer colors from their show. Um, Landon says, Crystal has been good. I went from catching two a night to 10 plus on Saturday. Yeah, that's good. It should be like things should be popping off around here really good. So that's it for baits. I bought some BFEs. And I bought some uh, B-bombs, and I stocked up, uh, mainly for leech. I uh, wanted to try these, and uh, the B-bombs, I just needed some. So it was a good way to, to make my $50 order on uh, Tackle Warehouse. Nice. Good. Glad it looked good. Do you have breaking your reel set high or low? I said, because when I watch you cast, I can't tell if you whip it out there or you load up your rod or lob. Just give it a run down, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I run them reasonably loose. I don't know. It's it's hard to say because, like, well, I guess on the – there's no setting on the, you know, this knob, right? 
Um, I feel like I have them pretty loose, and then I, I have my magnets or my those set kind of medium, I guess. It kind of depends on what I'm doing, how much wind it is, what I'm fishing. Um, just do what feels right and uh, loosen it up as you can control it. That's that's a bummer, Bob. Hopefully the replay works out better. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Hopefully it's working better. Uh, favorite bait caster under two hundred bucks. Oof. Uh, I think the Tatula SV is right at one ninety nine. That's a pretty good one. I've been pretty impressed with that one so far. Um, even the other Tatula CTs that are like one twenty nine have been really good. Um, I want to try that. SLX XT. I haven't tried that one yet, but I think that could be a good reel in that that budget price. I haven't bought a new Shimano in a while, but if you can, if the new Kratos are under two hundred bucks, like Kratos Cage or whatever, I would assume they'd be really sweet. Um, I, I usually go with whatever the best Daiwa or Shimano that fits the budget and what I want to do. That's kind of what I mean. Those are the two I mainly use. <clears throat> all right thanks for the questions tonight that's awesome guys um i don't know what else we guys want to talk about anybody caught any bigs this fall is the turned on for anybody is anybody caught like some some magnums <clears throat> love to hear about that um is there a big difference <clears throat> between the ct and the sv from Iowa? i don't know about a big difference um, I would say the cast control is a little better. It's a little easier to, a little more anti-backlash technology in the SV. So the only one I have my SV on is on my dock rod, and I've kind of got that dedicated to that. So, <clears throat> yeah, Kratos okay if you can get them. I'm not sure. I don't even remember what the retail is. I don't know if it's 199 or a little over 200 but if you can get them on a deal or a sale, uh, you know, that's a great deal. What's up, Matt T? Welcome. Glad you can make it. We're just kind of all over the place, random, answering questions tonight. Just looked at some some uh, some baits that I bought. I'm stocking up on some some D bombs and, and and bought a bunch of the BFEs to try out. So, uh, other than that, we've been just kind of answering a few questions and uh, hanging out. So, love to hear some questions for your first live event, Matt. <clears throat> um, otherwise, I don't know. One thing that this is not super bass fishing related, but kind of bass fishing related, because I've never been. I'm a big Vikings fan, but if it's nice out and I'm able to go fishing on Sunday, I don't even think about whether I'm going to stay in and watch the Vikings or whether I'm going to go out fishing. But the way this NFL season started it was super weird. I don't know if everybody else felt that way. Just I don't know. I I don't know how many of you people watch the NFL. We're like all hyped up for it versus like just without the preseason, without the buildup, I just felt like I wasn't even ready for it. I was just like, I didn't even think about it twice. Just looked at the score when I got home and I was like, all right, they lost. Uh, back to fishing. <clears throat> insane top of 30 plus fishing under. That is insane. That's awesome. On a lake, that's amazing. Did you get any bigs on there? What was the biggest one you caught out of those 30, Connor? <clears throat> Vanford, do you think it's worth the price? So the Vanford, I believe, is replacing the CI4. I've got a handful of those reels. 
they are pretty nice. Um, I think they, they are they're a good value. I mean, to me, I don't know. Like if you're doing a lot of light line finessing, having a reel that you can depend on with a good drag is is a pretty good idea. Um, <clears throat> but I do love like my Daiwa Fuegos uh, for like a dock skipping reel where. You know, I'm fishing 30 pound braid or 30 pound braid to a 12 or 15 pound floral. You know, that drag is a little less. I'm not too worried. I'm not super light line. Uh, so there, I'm fine with the Fuego or the hundred dollar reel. <clears throat> if I'm doing a ton of drop shotting, Ned rigging, finesse, six eight pound line, then I would, you know, hey, spending 200 bucks on a spinning reel with a good drag is probably a pretty good idea. But I haven't, I haven't fished one. But if they're anything like the CI4s, they're, 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 they should be a great reel. Two to four pounder last year at home in Michigan. So you're going from Michigan to Texas. Is that a permanent move or is that a, a vacation or temporary or what, what's the story on that? Best rain suit. Uh, already leaks. Yeah, I don't know. I've been pretty happy. I bought a Shimano one several years ago. It's held up really good for me. Um, I'm not even sure. Maybe a dry fender or dry defender or something wasn't super cheap, wasn't super expensive. It was maybe like a three, four hundred dollar rain suit. Had pretty good luck. The only time that I've had issues at not keeping me dry is like when I was up on leash and we drove through a rainstorm and I was driving 40 miles an hour and it just like, it was windy and it was just pushing in. But like just fishing in the rain, I've not had too many issues with that. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people rave about, you know, Sims and Striker and this and that. I mean, I mean, to me, if you spend 300 bucks on a rain suit, it should keep you dry, but I don't know. I haven't bought one in a while. Yeah, 100%. Uh, when it starts to snow and the water freezes up, maybe I'll start paying attention to the Vikings. Or if I'm stuck at home and doing other things, like other obligations, uh, four-pounder, that's a good one. That's awesome. What's the deepest I typically fish all year in Minnesota? I have a time getting out over like 15. Yeah. It's not very often that you need to fish deeper than 15 feet in Minnesota uh, on some of the small mouth lakes and something like that. Sometimes getting out to 18, 20 feet. Um, not a lot of times large mouth you need to fish deeper than 15 feet. Um, every now, if you have a real clear lake with deep coontail, maybe out to 16, 18, maybe 20, but that's pretty rare. That's, that's unusual for the majority of our lakes. So, um, I would similar. I, I don't fish deeper than 15, 16 feet very often. How did I catch my fish on Tonka? Uh, yeah, so that's yeah, great. So I went out there with the mindset that like, so I went out and I practiced for like four hours the day before and I hadn't been out there in six plus years. So I spent most of my time kind of looking for stuff. Could I find some grass? Could I find something offshore that was worth fishing? Didn't really find anything. So the tournament, um, basically I threw a jig almost all day, mixed in a chatterbait a little bit. And my team partner threw a chatterbait almost all day and we just covered water and we mainly fished dock stretches that I had a little bit of familiarity with. I also fished some new stretches. I mainly fished in kind of the mound cook area and West arm and, uh, Halsteads. And, uh, we fished docks all day in, we fished hard and fairly fast. We probably caught 10 or 11 or 12 keepers all day. 
and we only got like 13 pounds, but that was good enough for third. It was a tough day. Uh, people did not catch them that day. Uh, that bite should be getting better every single day. So if you're not familiar with Tonka, I would get in some of those bays that you know get to be good in the fall and just stick with it and run docks and I'd fish a jig and have the guy behind you throw a chatterbait and just cover a lot of water. We got a couple of fish on like weed clumps and we got most of our fish on docks and that seemed to be a good one, two punch out there. And I'd say, you know, West arm Jennings, Harrison, uh, cooks, Halstead, Stubbs, North arm Phelps, like the tournament was one on docks and Phelps this past Sunday. So, um, Wherever you got the confidence, uh, keep your jig wet and uh, cover water. Just for work. And that was two to four pounders. Could be here a month. Could be here for years. Well, could be worse places than Texas. Uh, favorite rip bait? I assume you're calling them a jerk bait. I think that's what you Cali guys call jerk baits. Um, probably the Mega Bass 110. Uh, that's probably what I've, I don't fish a ton of jerk baits. Uh, when I do, I gravitate towards that. Um, I mean, I've caught a few on uh, Shadow Wraps, uh, a few on the Ema Flit. Um, but yeah, for me, that Mega Bass 110 and then the even the Lucky Strike Rick Clun RTX is a pretty good one. Random question open. Notice that a big cut from the 200 boats to the top 12. What do you think about any day that be the last day to top 40 ish? Yeah, I don't know. They've done that for a while. Um, I mean, realistically, anybody, you know, not very often anybody outside the top 12 has a shot to win. And I think a lot of it had to do for a long time. They were doing drive through weigh ins at Bass Pro Shops. So I think that top 12 was a very manageable number. A lot of times they were traveling 30 minutes to an hour to do the weigh ins at Bass Pro. So I think uh, that's probably part of it why they went to uh, such a small cut. But I do like the version better of the elites where you have full field for two days, you go down to a 40 or 50 and then you cut it to 10 or 12. That seems like a, a better way to do it for sure. What's up fishing with Tanner. Thanks for joining. So you got a couple big old bass in your, in your thumbnail down there. Um, but uh, where are you, where are you from Tanner? But I'm, I'm one of those weird guys. I, I fish my jerk baits or rip baits in the spring, and then I kind of forget about them the rest of the year. Yeah, I know the jerk bait is great in the fall. It's just not something I do. I don't have a lot of confidence in it. I've never really gotten into it. It's probably something I should work into my arsenal because I mainly stick with the jig and the bladed jig. Yeah, that first main drop. A lot of places are not as good as your best. So I go there. Yeah. What what lakes are you near in Texas? <clears throat> what part? Are you like Dallas, Fort Worth area? Or are you somewhere else? Oh, I got a text. We got a tuck in notification on the text. So gotta make sure we, we tuck the little ones in when we head upstairs. Um <clears throat> what's up, Sycamore? Thanks for hanging out from 
Utah. Hmm. Yeah, nice. Utah is an interesting place. I think there's some pretty good bass fishing out there, but I get the feeling that some of it's, you know, kind of far apart. Uh, but uh, I haven't ever fished in Utah, but it definitely sounds like a cool place to fish. What's uh, up, Sycamore? Thanks for joining in. Just kind of filled a few more questions. We'll probably give it another, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, and we'll probably wrap it up tonight. Won't go real long. Uh, don't have a ton to cover. Didn't have not been good about scheduling out my guests, and uh, so therefore we are guestless. I'm trying to trap and lock down Josh Douglas for one of these upcoming weeks, but he's busy driving to Hartwell tonight, so that didn't work out. So, be interested. Anybody else got any ideas for guests that you'd like to see? Whether it's bait manufacturers, I have an idea about possibly trying to get Gary Dobbins on here. I haven't reached out to him yet, but that's kind of one of the ideas I have. Uh, so I'd be interested to hear like uh, like small bait manufacturers. Uh, like we did with Dream Smashers or uh, what's the crankbait company we did? I forget their name right now. Um, or just other anglers. Uh, love to hear comments on who else you guys would like to see. Yeah, I've heard that too. A lot of trout fishing in uh, Utah. Just north of Fort Worth. So Ray Roberts. So you know, hopefully you're there and you need to go check out the classic. That'd be awesome uh, come March. Yeah, Fork is a, is a good place to go for sure. So, um, Dream Smash, we already had Dream Smasher on, bros. Where have you been? You got to go back and watch the replay. Jacob, when are we going fishing? You, you always dodge me. It's going to be almost a one year anniversary since we went fishing pretty soon. What am I drinking? I am drinking a busy. Something I tried. The great Pete Hare got me uh, trying some White Claws up at the Bass Nation TLC on Whitefish. And so I've been dabbling on this because some beers make me just feel a little weird and off and while I'm drinking them and I don't know, a little sluggish and tired. So trying to try these hard seltzers for a little bit. Uh, dark beers like Oktoberfest just don't agree with me anymore. I used to love them when I was younger, but now I literally get a headache while I'm drinking them. So I don't know something about high IBUs and, and hops don't agree with my system anymore. Yakima bait company. I don't know much about them. That's tell me more. Uh, yeah. You know, some people say I agree. Like that's my mentality. The jerk baits are limited, but I know a lot of people that make them work as your round bait. So I think they're a little bit underrated and untapped. Um, I know you see guys like, uh, what's his name? Kelly J and uh, Hank Cherry use them a lot throughout the year. And uh, they can be really good. I think it's just better understanding what they're good and what they do. Um, what's up, Brandon Willard? Nice to see you. Thanks for joining. Do I watch South Park? I used to a long time ago, but I haven't watched it in forever. And I actually have cut the cable, and uh, I really don't spend any time watching shows. Like, honestly, most of what I watch is on YouTube. So I'm either, like, typically fishing, working, 
creating content or taking in some content on YouTube. So I don't really, there's a little bit, I have, I've been watching Cobra Kai on Netflix. That's kind of a little bit of nostalgia, but I've been slightly entertained by that lately. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Honestly, yeah, I, my dad lives on Falcon and I need to get down to see him more often too. So I need, I, need, I would like to, see this channel grow a little more. I feel like we've had some good, good traction lately, but I think we get over this next little hump, start to hit that 5K subs, get the views up a little more. I think I can justify doing a little more traveling and fishing and bringing some some uh, some stuff beyond Minnesota to the channel and, and you know possibly meet up with some people like you, Bono, and uh, do some fishing with my dad in Texas and, and just run around and do more cool things. Uh, so love the support we've been getting. Uh, you know, awesome if you can share with your fishing buds and we can grow this thing. And I promise you all that will go right back into the channel to bring more sweet content. So, yeah, I, I've been kind of warming up the seltzers. Like I didn't think of, cause I don't really like mineral water or flavored like bubbly water, but for some reason these are pretty good, especially certain flavors. And I don't know they don't weigh me down. Like I feel pretty good even after I have a couple. So you know, I'm not going to judge, you know, like we don't judge Travis Manson and Smallmouth Crush for the White Claws, and hopefully you're not judging me too hard. How much money have I made off YouTube? Um, not much. I think monet I got monetization maybe started around June, so we've only had it for mm, three, four months. And to be honest, based on the size of my channel and the views I get, Full transparency, uh, 30 to 60 bucks a month based on how many videos I do and how much they're watched in the live stream and super chats. So this is not a uh, get rich quick stream and full transparency like this is just uh, getting a little gas in the boat at this point. So, But I do it because I enjoy it. Uh, I've really come to enjoy these live streams and interacting with all you anglers out there uh, and, and hanging out with some of my, my friends and other anglers and these bait makers and just shooting shooting the breeze and talking fishing so um and like i said like when i say here to help you catch more bass and suck less that's really what this is all about this is not about you know getting rich or quitting my job or anything if it, if it gets to the point where you know i can you know put a little more money into my equipment and do a little more travel and that would be awesome but that, that's kind of the short-term goals sorry to hear that we are lagging you have a small bait company out of your garage yeah, shoot me a DM on Instagram. We'll talk about it, Brock. What's up, White Whale? Uh, thanks for joining. Um, probably hang out here for another 10, 15 minutes, answer a few more questions. But, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Like, it's it's a grind to get even to monetization, and then you need to put in the work to keep it going. And uh, there's not a huge ROI until you really start to reach some some larger numbers. You cannot beat jigs under docks this time of year in Minnesota. Um, should that bite should only be getting better, Matt? Yeah, I've been. Uh, thanks, Sycamore. Fishing has been good this year. Like, uh, just been making good decisions. Fishing relatively clean. Uh, confidence is high. I don't want to call it momentum, but like I've got a little swagger in my step when I get in the water, and I just feel like I'm going to do the right things most of the time. So. Best advice for a kid fisherman other than just going out to fish. Um, that's the biggest thing. 
if you can fish with other people, that's big, right? Like if, uh, whether it's other buddies that are your age or you've got uncles or brothers or dads or dad's friends or things like that, any, anywhere you can crash or scratch and claw your way into a boat under your parents' approval, uh, to fish with more people. That's a great way to learn. Um, you know, read books, read blogs, watch, uh, YouTube content, watch stuff where they're actually trying to teach you something versus just trying to hundred percent entertain. Um, and then take that to the water. When you watch something, take it to the water, try to put it in, put it into your own. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, but it really is time on the water, you know, ride your bike to a pond, get down to a golf course, uh, fish from shore, have your mom drop you off at a fishing pier while she go gets groceries or whatever you got to do to get some time on the water. <clears throat> Fished upon the other day that had run off from a creek, used a jig and a crowd orange round and cut a three pounder. I was, yeah, I have a pond by my house that is when it rains and it flows through the culvert, when it gets right, then fish just stack up. And so that is a current is not just for rivers. When you get current on lakes and you get a fresh inflow, sometimes them fish will just pile in there, and that can be some of the best fishing. How much money have I made off tourneys this year? Um, I've only fished, so I fished TBFTOC, was, was a money tournament. The Bass Nation was not a money tournament. So the I've only fished three tournaments that have had payouts, and about three grand. Uh, on those two on those three tournaments and I got a couple more coming up. So I've, I've cashed a check in every tournament that has an opportunity. Um, yeah. Learning your lure techniques, just, yeah. Like pick, pick a, pick a lure, learn it and uh, get good and get confidence in it and then move on to the next one. When is my next tourney to try and make the classic? Is it Minnesota? No, the next tourney is in mid November on Pickwick in Alabama. So that's the next one. Uh, to try to make the classic. So that's about eight weeks out or two months. By this time in 60 days, we will know whether I made the Bassmaster Classic on Ray Roberts or not. So um, that end, that's like 11th, 12th, and 13th or something like that in November uh, on Pickwick. So uh, that should be a good ride. That'll be that'll be some, some good content. I'll get down there and do some practice videos. We'll have hopefully three days of tournament videos for that as well if I make the cut. And uh, should be some really cool stuff. Like that'll be really interesting content, a lot more current, uh, potentially some spillway below the dam. It's very river-ish on the upper end of uh, Pickwick. So excited to bring you some non-Minnesota content on the channel in, in, in about two months. <clears throat> I definitely, I fished last year, or was it year before, I fished on Gunnersville, and I was just getting back into YouTube again. And I recorded a little bit, but the videos are, yeah, so I've got a couple videos from Gunnersville and one video from uh, Logan Martin that I did last spring. But uh, I was still finding my stride of getting back into the YouTube game. I started in YouTube like seven, eight years ago, like back when John B was getting into YouTube, and and uh, I just wasn't like dedicated. I just was kind of doing one here and there, and then I kind of took a long break, and now I'm back. Uh, but uh, enjoying it more than ever right now. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the live stream Monday night. Uh, yeah, you're heading to Pickwick. Good luck for the team championship. Uh, you have to let me know how that goes. We're interested to follow how you do down there for your team tournament. 
and if you guys like these live streams, uh, Tin Horse Monty and Backyard Bassin do a Monday night stream on their channels. So uh, if you're just looking for more content to come out and hang out and shoot the, in the breeze and learn about fishing, definitely check out their channels as well. Is Dobbins coming out with a new prototype rod? Um, well, the Cajun series came out as kind of a customer-tested prototype. So I do expect that the Cadens are coming out as a full model pretty soon. I do believe I've heard rumors that there is going to be a Sobe rod uh, in the Caden series. And there's also going to be a Mike Buka bullshad rod in the Caden series. So there are going to be some new signature rods. Uh, there is not yet a Hellabass signature rod, uh, but there should be some other cool signature rods coming out for Dobbins this year. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. We will have a big time. If I make it to the classic on Ray Roberts, I will make that a big production event for sure. Yes, Pickwick is TVA. It is below Wilson, so it's a few down from Gunnersville, I believe. Do you have a tip for taking offshore fishing to the next level? I fished in a ton of docks this year, and I caught a ton on the outside wheel ends on Tokyo rigs. Is it mostly confidence? Um, yeah, confidence is a big thing. Once you learn to fish them out deep and get confidence that you can get bit, um, <clears throat> it's really not that difficult. It's just a matter of the map study and like reading your map and reading your electronics and finding where the, the best structure contours meet with the best cover. <clears throat> so you want to spend your time scanning high percentage areas when you start out, you know, uh, off of flats, inside turns, points, scan those areas, look for where you have the thickest weeds, where you've got holes in the weeds, where you've got weeds that come out and make, isolated clumps where they create a finger or where a hard gravel bottom meets that grass, you know, so get the confidence to look on your map um, at the areas you want to fish. You start to look at what percentages, what area you get used to what, what kind of areas you catch fish on and then graph those areas, uh, mark those areas with waypoints. If you have that ability on your boat um, and then fish those waypoints, those high percentage spots, um, it really helps me. Well, I, I use Hummingbird, not sponsored, but I like having Lake Master. Um, that way, when I catch them in a depth zone, whether it's 8 to 10 or 12 to 15 or 16 to 18, I turn my depth highlight on for that range on my Lake Master, and then it turns it green. And then you can see where the fat green areas or the skinny, or like, and then you learn, like, do I want, you know, am I catching them on the steep drops? Am I catching them on the gradual? But then those, like, the green areas light up on your map. Then you go look and fish at those green areas. Um, and then uh, the other thing that I find really helpful is, like, having my units connected, networked, so that if I punch a waypoint when I'm scanning, it shows up on my front graph. And then whether you're using Lowrance or Hummingbird, they have a, a GPS sensor with a heading sensor on. So it's a puck for your GPS so rather than just rely on the puck that it comes with or the internal GPS, they make one with a heading sensor. They'll have a little arrow on it. You mount that in your boat so it points directly off your bow. Then when you're up fishing, it draws a line out the front of your boat. So it doesn't matter which direction you're moving. Like if the wind's blowing you one way, it always shows you what straight out the boat. So then you can, if you're fishing a rock pile or a weed clump or a brush pile or a stump, 
or an inside turn, wherever you think that sweet spot is that you've marked with your back graph, you can point your boat right at it and make that cast and you'll hit the spot that you're trying to hit more often. Or if you can't hold it correctly right, you'll your your cursor will go off this way. You can say, okay, I need to be, that's noon. I need to cast at two o'clock or three o'clock to hit my spot. So uh, graphing, Lake Master highlight, heading sensor on the front, those are some things that will really improve your offshore fishing. I hope that helps. Uh, we skipped a bunch of comments. What happened? <laughs> ah! What's up, Sean? I guess uh, smallmouth crush is done. Uh, this Saturday, catching Cookdale, my lake. Look forward to it. We have our own little conference between two lakes. Always a great time. Awesome. Yeah, Sobe said something a while back. Did everyone's dream just crash? I hope not. <laughs> no problem, Gabe. Recently got your first bass boat. Pumped to do some local tourneys and fish more water. Awesome. Yeah, if you're having trouble finding them, just shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram, and I can help you find some. Uh, I should host a tourney. I've dabbled with the idea of doing an online tourney. I just haven't had the time to put in the legwork and do that. But that maybe is something we look at for 2021. The new Dobbins series is called a Caden. I think it's K-A-D-E-N. They did a release. They had like, I don't know, 10 or 12 models come out. They only had a hundred of each model. They sold them through the Dobbins rods community on Facebook. And then they basically sold them at 50%. And then uh, people were encouraged to give their feedback on them as kind of a test run. And now they've taken all that feedback and they're about to relaunch them as the actual launch. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really much of a tournament director. There's enough guys doing little jackpot small tournaments. I'd rather just go fish them than uh, put on my own. But I like the idea. No crash here. So it's just some of us. Uh, yeah, what kind of boat did you get? Docks can be like condos for bass. They definitely were on Vermilion uh, in that last tournament I fished. There was a lot. I don't know if you guys watched that, but there was several trees and docks where I would catch multiple quality fish off the same dock sometimes. So, oh, All right. So we've been here just over an hour. There's about a dozen to 15 of us been hanging out. Uh, we'll give a few more minutes to answer questions. Otherwise, we'll probably wrap this up and uh, not – stress the family too much and uh we'll come back maybe next week and do another stream if i'm not traveling up to leech that night there's an outside chance next week i'll be driving to leech if i don't practice this weekend so maybe maybe not i will post on social whether there's a stream or not next wednesday night yeah should be uh i'm expecting it to be a really good tournament like up north leech Shallow fishing, fall, bite. Them fish are pretty angry and mean at anyways. You know, they're really starting to feed now. It should be win, lose, or draw. I expect to get some really good fish catches and footage from that tournament. So, uh, yeah, that heading sensor. Actually, just uh, if you if you remember back a little bit ago, I fishing with Mister Incredible. One of my videos, my big buddy Aaron, who's like a weightlifter, giant beast of a man. And uh, I couldn't believe it. He had like beautiful helixes and, and garments all over his boat. And I looked, he didn't have a heading sensor on his boat. And then I convinced him to buy one. He's like, man, I don't know how I got by 
for the last five plus years without that. Um, any tornadoes planned after the classic qualifier? Probably not. Uh, because by that time, tourneys in Minnesota will be over. So I plan to do maybe some fun tourneys before that in Minnesota, but after that, uh, yeah, we'll we'll be uh, maybe a little bit of fun fishing here in Minnesota if it doesn't ice up or some river fishing late. Uh, then we'll be getting a lot of live streams and tackle videos and uh, reviews and tips and rigging videos from the boat in the garage and the basket. I do have some stuff in the can that I've been recording so it doesn't look like it's all winter and frozen tundra in Minnesota that I'll, I'll sprinkle in to get us through the winter. So just because it'll be ice, that means we won't be getting fresh content from this channel. So I made it all the way through last year with pretty much having a video every week. And uh, I was a lot less prepared than I was this year. So I expect to uh, do just fine this winter. Yeah, around here, I definitely plan on throwing those Dream Smashers a little bit more. Uh, it's a good reminder, if I go at Fun Fish, I need to put these in the the boat. So, I don't know, maybe the glides, but I definitely will throw the Dream Smashers around a little more this fall around here. Um, huds are always good when it gets real cold, um, but... Uh, for sure, like these uh, these baits will get wet hopefully soon, and I might try them down in Pickwick. I definitely also on Pickwick I will be throwing some of these. I did pretty good on Gunnersville when I was down there with them, and I think this fall these should be pretty darn good on Pickwick. So I expect to do pretty well on those uh, on Pickwick. going to be 43 degrees in the morning Saturday. What time do you think the fish will be active? Would you start deeper shallow? And you're talking about in Indiana? Ah, man, I would think if you're anything like the Ozark Lakes, when they get that first cool front, they tend to feed. I don't know much about the lakes you're fishing, but I'd probably go shallow. You might be surprised if the water temp really hasn't cooled that much. Buzz baits and things like that might be really good. Uh, when you get that cold front. Uh, Non-network units. So are they not the same kind of unit? Because if they're both hummingbirds or both Lorance, well, for hummingbird, all you need is a cord. Like if it's just two units, one in the front, one in the back, all you need is a long Ethernet cord uh, from them, like a 20-footer or whatever, and that's not too terribly expensive. Um but the heading sensor, yeah, I would say heading sensor is a bigger deal. Uh, you can get around the network by just manually transferring those waypoints. So, um, so uh, yeah, good night. Good luck with your video and good luck with your tournament, bud. 17-foot Nitro of the 90, that'll get it done. That, that's a great boat for 95% of the lakes we have in Minnesota, so. Yeah, I, I know I fished a tournament on near Terre Haute. What was that called? Uh, it's one of your major bass lakes. It's got a bunch of no-wake zones. It's not Monroe. It's – can't remember. Uh, I fished a weekend series regional there in, like, late October or mid, sometime in October. 
and we had a big cold front and rain. And I know one of my buddies did really well throwing a big buzz bait in that tournament, even though it was getting cold and rainy and miserable. Uh, and it had been nice and warm and hot. So, um, No, it's it's one of the more major tournament waters. Um, like it's big enough to hold like a like a BFL would go there type thing. It's right next to Indiana State, or not too far from there, um, by Terre Haute. How dare you say that, Brock? Yeah, I mean, I, I could go and do some ice harvesting, but I'm not interested in, in investing in my own ice fishing game. So I have nothing uh, against ice fishing. I'm just not interested in doing it myself. Um, why can't I think of the name of that that reservoir? It's bugging me that I can't think of it. No, not Monroe. <laughs> I already said not Monroe. It's... Uh, It's got a bunch of grass in it. It's got a fair amount of wood. It's got some arms that are no wake zones. Not like Monroe where it's split half and half. It's like certain creeks you go up and the, then they get to, the, once you get past those, they um, bugs me that I can't think of the name of that reservoir in, in Indiana. What would be my dream lake to fish? Um, hmm. I fished some good ones. I mean, I fished uh, like I fished Falcon, I fished Fork, fished Gunnersville. Um, but I would say Clear Lake or the Delta are high up on the list of places that I'd like to fish. Um, obviously, some of those lakes in Mexico, like Backrack, or some of those lakes would be pretty sweet. Um, <clears throat> I think going to a ledge lake like Kentucky or Pickwick when it's really going, that would be something I'd like to do. Um, not Morse. Um, I think I'm going to have to look it up on Google Maps now. Um, yeah, those are some of the ones that are on my list for sure. Like those West Coast lakes and then uh, I fished Amistad. So, yeah, like those West Coast lakes are high on my list. And honestly, like St. Lawrence River uh, and St. Clair would be up there too. Do I ever use the tackle in the background? Occasionally, it's not stuff that's in major rotation, but some of it is. Like this is like overstocked menace scrubs; those get a fair amount of use. Um, tramp stamp beavers; those are extra. So when I run out in the boat, those will get pulled in. So yeah, some of it I do, some of it I don't. These are some of my old favorite frogs. Uh, these are extra. I mean, a lot of this is just extra overstock. So when I deplete it in the boat, then I will pull it into the uh, the boat. Um, buzzbaits mostly with skirts with like a swim bait, but I also have been experimenting with like putting a toad on it as well. Um, yeah, absolutely, Matt. Look forward to, to run India. I have to look up this, this, I need to answer which reservoir I'm thinking about. So now we're just gonna, we're gonna look at Google maps. Yeah, I've never been. No, not Geist. All right. We're going to search Terre Haute, Indiana. 
And then we are going to find the reservoir. Nope. Let's see. About this one. That's Lake Monroe. It was not Monroe. This looks like it's it right here. Patoka. Patoka. How did you not think of Patoka? So, yeah, it was on Patoka that the guy smashed him on a buzz bait when it was miserably cold. Um, so, mm -mm -mm. so you like a big Larry Bird guy, Sycamore? <clears throat> yeah, I wish I knew more about like. I feel like I was ill-prepared for that tournament on uh, Patoka back in the day. I wish I could redo that one. A lot of guys from Minnesota that weekend series made it to the national championship out of there. So, hmm. All right. All right, last call. A few more minutes for questions. Otherwise, I'm going to wrap it up. Appreciate you. We're not going to go super long tonight. I appreciate the people that did interact. If you didn't see earlier, I was showing off a bunch of BFEs that I bought. So if you missed those, uh, go back and watch the, the beginning of this, and I kind of showed how I don't know how they looked, how they got rigged up. I showed them off compared to a beaver and a, a D bomb. So if you haven't held them yet and looked at them, I can give you a better idea of. But overall, I like both of them. I like the way it rigged up, and uh, I'm definitely going to fish them on uh, Leech Lake either this weekend or next weekend in the tournament or practice. So expect the uh, to see whether they get bit and how my hookups are. So you'll get my my real feel of them in a, in, in a video coming up soon. Best trash talker of all time. <laughs> what would you consider a local lake to me or how far from my house would I consider local? I think anything within an hour or so of my house could be local-ish. But it just kind of depends on whether you fish or not. Potoka had like, um, it looked really great. Like when I was there, and this was, well, I don't know, eight, 10 years ago, uh, tons of big gizzard shad in it. Uh, lots of good grass, lots of like reasonable amount of timber, rock banks, good offshore structure. Like it all looked good on paper. Um, but it was like you'd either catch short fish or maybe just barely keepers, or you'd catch like a five to six pounder. Like there wasn't in between fish. Like at that time we were there, they were either like you barely could catch a keeper or you'd get a good. And uh, that was kind of how it set up when we were there. But uh, it looked like a good lake. Uh, have I ever thrown a trash fish swim bait? I think I bought a pack of the Berkeley knockoffs. Threw them a little bit, but not much. But I have not really thrown the actual trash fish. Um Gone to the new Shields and EP. I have not. I haven't been out to the Eden Prairie Mall. Um, so, I don't know. I probably will at some point, but just hasn't been. Uh, I don't know. I do Honestly, I do most of my shopping at Tackle Warehouse and Omnia. Um, it's just easier. But uh, I'll definitely make it out there at some point. <laughs> you went and came back broke. I've heard they actually had pretty good inventory. Like, they... 
had a good stock of stuff and I would imagine it's by now almost, I don't know, maybe it's not picked over, but I would imagine it's starting to get that way, but definitely will make it out there at some point. I probably should have went there like maybe on the way back from Tonka the other day, but I just didn't think about it. I just don't get over that way much. It's out of the way from Lakeville. Uh, when I do go into the office in Minneapolis, it's not in the way on the way. So I don't drive by it much. And if I do drive by it, I typically have my boat and I don't typically park my boat in mall parking lots. So, but we'll get there. Maybe this winter when I got nothing better to do. Do they have like 60 foot high cutouts of Josh Douglas in the uh, Eden Prairie Shields? Uh, all right. Thanks, Brock. Uh, so yeah, that, those videos for the Minnesota Bass Nation, they, there's a team requirement to wear the team state Jersey. So you also notice it had Triton and Nitro and all kinds of logos of stuff that I don't use and all train is one of them. Um, and so that, that's just a requirement of being on the Minnesota Bass Nation state team is you wear the state team Jersey and the state team cappers hat <coughs> and uh, you wear them across the stage and that's part of the requirement. So that's just uh, part of being on the Minnesota state team. So uh, they're not a sponsor of mine. They're a sponsor of the Minnesota Bass Nation, not a sponsor of mine. And uh, that's why I use Bass Tech. Yeah. Absolutely, Matt. Uh, a mix of combination of uh, grass and finding the deeper rice or where it meets reeds or things like that is a, is a good bet for sure. Although there's the cabbage has really disappeared on that lake from back in the day. First rule about Waverly, Brock, is we don't talk about Waverly. Just kidding. Actually, if you go back and look, uh, that video, the first video, I think labeled Fishing with Mr. Incredible, um, I fished Waverly that day. We did pretty decent. No giants, but we, we got good numbers. So, yeah, I have a video from there. I don't label it that way, but that video was from Big Wave. So, it's great. Like, I fished it a few times in the fall. Really underrated. It's a good lake. But almost all those lakes out there, I've heard good things about Howard and Buffalo and all those lakes. Like, being out west of the cities is an embarrassment of riches of fishing to be honest, those a lot of there's hard. You can throw a dart and fish a lake, and it's probably going to be good out there. Um, all right, so all right, I think I'm going to call it a wrap. Hour and twenty minutes. I appreciate everybody that came on. Uh, awesome. Uh, if you're not a subscriber already, I hope most of you are. I think most of you are. Most of you uh, hanging out here are regulars tonight. So. Uh, but tell a friend that would be awesome. Uh, let's grow the channel and then I can bring you more content and do more interactions and do more streams and we can all learn more about bass fishing and how to catch more bass uh, together. What is the latest you have fish in Minnesota for bass? Um, last year, Jacob Rose and I were out on the Mississippi river on black Friday and we caught smallies pretty good. All right, Billy Bright. If no bass clubs up there, International Falls is not close to Duluth, but it's not terribly far. Uh, 
reach out to the Duluth Bass Club. Otherwise, if you've got five buddies, if you can get six guys together, you can have your own bass club up there, and then you can get in the Bass Nation, and you can have an International Falls Bass Club. Cost you a couple hundred bucks per year. So uh, if you want any help setting that up, find me on Facebook or Instagram, shoot me a DM, and I'll point you in the right direction, Billy. Yes, it's time to get some sleep. Uh, yeah, appreciate you all. Like I said, uh, until next time, like I said, uh, we'll definitely have another video coming out next week from Tonka. So that Tonka tournament video will be up. Not sure about live stream next week if I'm driving to Leech or not, but I'll let you know on uh, the Instagram or stories or on the, the community posts and YouTube. But uh, otherwise, we're going to stay on this Wednesday night schedule. And uh, appreciate you guys. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.